Hey everyone, welcome back to DEFCON Paranormal. This is episode 3. And for this week, the tides of the paranormal have pulled us through the Chesapeake Bay into the Hampton Roads region of Virginia. As we navigate the area, we'll look at two distinct areas. First, we'll look at the site of Fort Monroe. Then we'll look at the battlefield and city of Yorktown where the American Revolution effectively came to an end. So beginning with Fort Monroe, we have to understand the background of how the site came to be. Before the first English settlers settled in Jamestown in 1607, the land that would eventually become Fort Monroe was under the control of the local indigenous people of the Powhatan. It's important to highlight and pay respect to this culture as they existed long before the English ever stepped foot on North America. At the height of the Powhatan Alliance, most of coastal Virginia was united by a confederacy-like government. The area that Fort Monroe would be built on was initially known as Point Comfort, and on August of 1619, the first slaves to be brought into an English colony in North America landed on the shores of Point Comfort. Years later, with America still a young nation seeking to protect its shores, in 1819 began construction of a fort on the site of Port Comfort to watch over the Chesapeake Bay. The fort would be finished in 1834 and would be named after the fifth president of the United States, James Monroe. Not only would the fort play a vital role in the early 19th century, would play a role in the American Civil War during the Battle of the Hampton Roads and actions preceding it. During the Battle of the Hampton Roads, this would be the first ironclad engagement of the war between the USS Monitor and the CSS Virginia. All in all, just under 300 men died during the conflict. During the war, after the Union gained control, the commanding officer of the fort, Benjamin Butler, would issue his contraband decision. Under this, any slave that was in Union lines would not be returned to the South, a move to weaken the strength of the Southern economy. As a result, hundreds of slaves would seek refuge at Fort Monroe. By 1865, thousands of slaves who had sought refuge there would settle in the land outside the fort, today we know as the city of Hampton. The nature of Civil War history, with the bloodshed and thousands of people seeking a better life would impact the hauntings of Fort Monroe. The first haunting we'll talk about is the spirit of former Confederate President Jefferson Davis. According to history, a detachment of the Michigan 4th Cavalry captured Davis near Irwinville, Georgia. Upon his capture, Davis would be returned to Virginia to be imprisoned at Fort Monroe. He would, from May 22nd to October 2nd of 1865, Davis was imprisoned in a dark, damp casemate while being imprisoned in leg irons as well. Claiming that it was taking a toll on his health, Davis's wife argued that he needed to be moved. Acquiescing to his wife, those at Fort Monroe would move Jefferson Davis to Carroll Hall, also on the fort, until his release in 1867. During his imprisonment, Davis would frequently exercise by walking the ramparts of the fort. To this day, people say they claim to see Jefferson Davis 
still carrying out his routines of walking the ramparts of Fort Monroe. Another story at a fort is that the Lady in White. It seems to be wherever you go, there's a Lady in White with some kind of romantic tragedy that had happened to her. And this Lady at Fort Monroe is no different. The story goes that during the 19th century, a captain had returned home on the fort. And when he walked into his home, he saw his wife with another man. Filled with rage, the captain shot both his wife and her lover. And to this day, people claim to see a lady in white wandering the grounds with a look of lost on her face, believed to still be searching for her lover that was taken away from her all those years ago. People, In addition to seeing the spirit, people who had taken pictures on the fort in the later hours have claimed to see the woman in white in the background of their photos as well. In addition to these, with it being a fort, occasionally those who have visited claim you can hear gunfire and the voices of troops moving around the grounds as a result of the role it played years ago. But if you want truly battlefield action, the place you want to go is a, a little further north at Yorktown Battlefield. Yorktown would become known as the final, effectively the final battle of the American Revolution where George Washington and his French allies would successfully lay siege on the city of Yorktown and force the surrender of British General Lord Cornwallis and his southern army. Well, by the end of the siege, of the 300 buildings that scattered through Yorktown, only about 70 remained. But the battle and damage occurred to the city would not only be from the American Revolution. Years later, Yorktown would be the site of another siege during the American Civil War. During a campaign, General George McClellan laid siege to the city in 1862. And for a fun fact, the Battle of Yorktown during the American Civil War was the first use of aerial lights to collect intelligence on enemy forces. McClellan would send some of his men in hot air balloons to fly over the Confederate garrison in the city of Yorktown to collect and observe the happenings of the Confederates in the city. But fun facts aside, let's look at the hauntings, since this is a paranormal podcast. There are three sites in particular in Yorktown that have notable hauntings. The first site is at what is called Cornwallis's Cave, as you imagine, named after British Lord Cornwallis. People claimed that during the siege of Yorktown during the American Revolution, Cornwallis hid in the cave. But if you ask the National Park Service, they would tell you there is no evidence that would support that claim. However, there is evidence that the cave served as storage for food and munition during both the American Revolution and the American Civil War. But the cave is also known for a darker history. Throughout the years, people have claimed that they've seen robed figures enter and exit the cave, believed to be conducting some type of occult practices, whispering, chanting, small animal sacrifices are believed to be possibly occurring at Cornwallis's cave. As a result, if you pass by at night, some claim you can hear voices, whispering, and chanting coming from a cave 
when there's supposed to be no one in there. The second haunted site is supposedly the Thomas Nelson House. The Nelson House was owned by Thomas Nelson, who was a signer of the Declaration of Independence and a governor of Virginia. During the Siege of Yorktown, Nelson asked Patriot troops to bomb his house specifically. He believed that his home was the most extravagant building in Yorktown and that Lord Cornwallis had to be staying there, using it as his base of operations. Documents have verified that Cornwallis did indeed stay at the Nelson house and that it was bombarded during the siege. There are reports and documentation that several British troops have lost their lives there. Since the late 18th century, people have claimed to see troops in British red coats walking up and down the stairways, carrying out their final actions before their lives were taken from them. Additionally to the American Revolution, the house would play a role during the Civil War. During the Civil War, the Nelson House would serve as a hospital for both Union and Confederate troops. When troops would enter the home or leaving the building, they would carve their initials or names into the bricks surrounding the front door. If you were to visit the home today, you can still see those initials and names of soldiers who went through traumatizing experiences still etched in those very bricks. So in addition to the redcoat spirits, people have claimed to hear moaning and cries of soldiers receiving brutal medical practices of the day. One story in particular of a former owner of the home in the 20th century goes as such. During a luncheon, a guest had asked them, do you experience paranormal activity, or better, is there any activity in this home? The owner promptly and dismissively replied and said, no, there's no such thing. You won't find anything ghost-like here. No sooner as they have finished saying that, a door leading to the stairway where British troops are known to walk slammed with such force that dishes in a nearby room were shaken and with some falling to the floor shattering, proving without doubt for that host that this home is truly a site for the paranormal. The final site that we'll discuss is the Moore House. The Moore House is best known historically for where Cornwallis negotiated his surrender to the American Patriots. But on October 13, 1781, a man by the name of John Turner was injured during the siege of the city. For reasons that aren't exactly clear, Turner was rushed to the Moore House to receive medical treatment. Once there, his wife Clara attempted to tend to his injuries, but despite her best efforts, John would pass anyway. Since then, people have said they've seen a woman wearing a long dress wandering the grounds of the Moore House crying. People believe this to be Clara Turner grieving her husband's death, forever regretting being unable to save him. Besides these three specific sites of hauntings, locals of Yorktown have reported general battlefield hauntings that you might expect. People have claimed to hear musket fire during the middle of the night when there's no reenactors on the field. People have also claimed to hear cannon fire so loud that their houses have reverberated from the action. In addition to that, people claim you can see ghostly soldiers marching across the fields, preparing for one last siege. The Hampton Roads is known for a lot of history, from the introduction of American slavery 
and what would become Fort Monroe, to the imprisonment of the Confederate President Jefferson Davis, to the birth of an American nation at Yorktown, there's a lot to uncover in the Hampton Roads. But if we pay close attention to those hauntings at Fort Monroe in Yorktown, maybe we can learn something that's not always covered in the history books. Maybe we can uncover another side of history. Well, anyway, no matter how you look at it, I want to say thank you for listening to this episode, and I look forward to continuing this journey with you. Just a reminder, don't forget, if you enjoyed this, don't forget to download, rate, and review, and leave your feedback. So again, thank you for taking the time and listening. I hope to have you along next week when we cover another site of the paranormal military history.